Hey cousins, welcome to Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. Welcome cousins to this episode of Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. I'm your host Cornell Wright, the People's Lobbyist, and today we're going to talk about what we have to be thankful for about tomorrow, Thanksgiving. Now cousins, this has been a tough year for all of us. And there's a lot of things we could look at. And as I go through my list, which hopefully you would agree with, I would normally take a drink after each one. But we have a number of things to really be thankful for, even if we think about them a little bit. I hope you agree. So I'm going to save my drink till the end, okay? That way I'll make sure I get through it. So the first thing is, let's be thankful, because I had a chance a couple weeks ago to go down to Memorial, to, uh, excuse me, to Arlington National Cemetery. And we've also had Veterans Day during the course of this, this month here in November 2020. If you've never had a chance to go down to Arlington, I would suggest you take that opportunity. If you've had a chance to go to any other national cemeteries, take that opportunity. It is really sacred ground. And more specifically, it gives a sense of connection and unitedness that you rarely see anywhere. One of the things you just can notice is on all the headstones that there's identification or symbol for all the various relig religions of all those fallen veterans. They're not unanimous. It's a cross and everyone's buried next to one another with a common understanding and purpose that every one of those persons, male and female, including their spouses, as my mom and dad are there, everybody's there because they're united and they believed in our constitution and in our country. That's wonderful, cousins. Something for us all to be thankful for and once again to thank those veterans and appreciate all that they've done for us. The other thing is that, so there's been a lot of discussion about you know what's going on in the country and what who's shot jr um, that's a joke okay but in regards to whether or not the vote was clear well just so happens that on that same memorial day this year the army museum my dad was an army guy so i'm an army brat appreciate that okay there was a dedication by the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff and let me read to you it's major general general mark miley hope i'm pronouncing his name correctly he's the chairman of the joint chiefs of staff at the dedication of the Army Museum on November 11th, Veterans Day. This is what he said. We are unique among militaries. We do not take an oath to a king or to a queen, a tyrant or a dictator. We do not take an oath to, to an individual. No, we do not take an oath to a country, a tribe or religion. We take an oath to the Constitution. And every soldier that is represented in this museum, every sailor, airman, marine, coast guardsman, each of us will protect and defend that document regardless of personal price. Now cousins, what that means is we're going to have a peaceful transition of power in the United States of America as we have had since the beginning of our nation. Let's not get this twisted in regards to what's going on in our country, you know, what, who, what, what claims are being made. Because the other thing, cousins, that you may call a couple episodes ago, I asked whether or not there was anything being done on the behalf of our country in regards to our elections. Come to find out just last week, a couple weeks ago, the, that the Homeland Security Organization has a task force for Homeland Security where to identify fraud and detections of bad actors. They identified and said the election we had in November 2020 was the most secure election we've ever had in the United States. Cousins, we gotta be happy about that. 
Because if you try to undermine the elections in the United States of America, that starts to undermine our democracy, and that's a bad idea. So we started looking at this, and so something to be thankful, cousins, is that I know a few people who are in the healthcare field, healthcare workers. Thank you, thank you, thank you to every one of them, okay? I'm not talking about the doctors and the nurses, folks you see up front, the ambulance drivers, the firemen, the, all the first responders that we know. But let's talk about the people that you don't see as much. How about the folks in transport and the pharmacy and the kitchen and the folks who clean up the rooms, okay? Let's talk about everybody who's there, the dietary staff, everybody, okay? We have to be thankful for all those people and recognize that they are doing a real hard job and by the way, they went through a very hard, difficult job back in the spring, summer. Remember that when we first got the first wave? Now we're into a second wave. And what they've identified, folks, is that some of these cousins who are having these difficult jobs, they're actually experiencing PTSD, all right? They're being overworked. Because think about this, cousins, and maybe you've never had someone in your family be in intensive care, but I have. It's usually one person in intensive care. They have all the machines attached to that person, and they usually have one nurse who's taking care of that person and monitoring them all the time. Because of COVID and because of the impact that that's had on the hospitals and, and the intensive care, they've had to double up rooms, and sometimes maybe who knows what else they're trying to do with people. That means you have two people that require intensive care by name of the unit that needs that care, that understanding. They're having to spread their time and their efforts over. And then unfortunately, too many of our cousins have passed away as a result of it, which is all heart-wrenching and devastating situations. Thank those people whenever you see one. But let's not forget, there's all these other essential workers who are behind the scenes that we don't get a chance to see at all who we're all equally thankful for. If you could think about the person who runs the electrical the power plant, wouldn't you want to thank them? How about the folks who are stacking the shelves in the grocery stores? Thank them? The folks who serve you some coffee when you're more? The point is there's a whole bunch of cousins out there who are the essential workers who don't get as much attention, don't get much paid, have the same hours and the same exposure of all the other cousins who are out there trying to deal with this and provide us with services we still need to maintain our way of life. Give those cousins a thanks when you see them. If you can sip them something, do. If not, smile at them and let you know that you appreciate them and recognize them, okay? Is that too hard? Because cousins, they're doing jobs that you and I don't want to do or can't do, right? So, and the other piece is, let's be thankful that for the majority of us, still, we're going to be safe. If we continue to wear our masks, if we continue to recognize that what was predicted earlier, remember what my grandmother used to say? Some people don't believe fat meets greasy. I'm sorry, cousins. Did we take my grandmother's advice? No, no, we didn't. We're running into another exposure. I don't know, but I heard last week that the governor of Utah, Utah, actually declared one to have a state mandate for mandatory mask wearing. Utah. Big big state, not a lot of people, a lot of folks who are pretty much similar in regards to when to take care of each other, have concern. They're involved with it. They're having spikes. So cousins, we got to keep wearing our mask. But here's the good news on that. We've been through this before. At the beginning of the year, 
it was terrible, right? We were all thinking about shutting down. We didn't know what to do. We were all in our places. We were staying at home. But we made it through that. So whatever it is that you developed, whatever hobbies or new ways of doing things or new way of learning and that sort of thing, you could continue to be able to do that and we'll make it through this winter that we're going to be anticipating. Because we have to be even more vigilant now than we were earlier in the season because why? We're moving into the winter, not coming out of the winter as we did earlier in the year. You follow me on that? That makes sense, cousins? So we're moving into the winter. It's going to be harder for us, but we can do it because we just got finished with the beginning of the season. Call your friends, continue to be online, be creative. I don't know, do what you have to do that makes it right. Be safe out there and don't hurt anybody along the process, including yourselves, right, cousin? Okay, so I talked about wearing masks. We have to continue to do that. Why? Because everybody who's a scientist is telling us we got to do this. We don't have a vaccine yet. We've talked about trying to get a vaccine. There's been reports that one's coming, but it's still gonna be months off. In the time span of months, we can save thousands and thousands of cousins' lives by just wearing our masks. Some of you actually are good in masks, <laughs> okay? So wear your mask, darn it. And so, and if not, you'll learn how to wink sometime, all right? A whole new way of, uh, Engagement, shall we say, winking somebody. All right, cousins, wear your mask, please, because that protects me, it protects you, and you know I concer I'm concerned about you. That's why I'm here doing this. All right? Educators, we gotta give them a props. Love them, love them. They're working hard, they're trying to deal with their families, they're trying to deal with your kids, okay? And you know from having gone through this thing, that's really a job you don't want and don't do very well, right, for most of your cousins? So give them some props, and when this whole thing gets over, let's see about getting them some raises where they don't have to use their own money to buy school supplies. You feel me on that? I mean, how can that be wrong, cousin? I think that's a, that's a good idea, right? And lastly, let me say this. As you know, I've taught in school a couple times, and, and so one of my classes a number of years ago, I had students from the Middle East, from the Caribbean, here in the United States. I had a student from Europe, and I think I had a student from Africa, okay? I asked everybody in the class, what did they have for Thanksgiving? Everybody in the class had turkey. Turkey. Now, I'm submitting to you today, cousins, turkey is uniting for our country, all right? Because you think about it, almost everybody has turkey for Thanksgiving. And it's one of those few holidays in the country that we don't have to get upset about anything. Now, I know the religious story of Thanksgiving has been modified. It's not as pure as we thought it was. But for where we are now, turkey means what? Getting together with your family, not so fast this year. Turkey, okay? And then what are we going to do? Watch some football and enjoy ourselves, right? And by the way, cousins, I know some of you cousins are having a little difficult times this year. If you can't get a turkey, get a turkey sandwich. Because guess what? Everybody who has a turkey, two, three days later, what are we doing? We're getting a turkey sandwich. So we can enjoy that and have that commonality, that sense of purpose with turkey. Whatever else you have with that, that's your family tradition and what you like to eat, start off with a turkey. All right, cousins? Look, there's a lot of things we've been through this year. And last but not least, let me be very, very appreciative. There's been losses. I've lost a brother, I lost a friend of some 20 years, so we can't forget the losses and being thankful for their memories and the impact they had on our lives. All right, cousins? So with that, look. Here's to all those good reasons why we need to be thankful. 
Let's push forward. Let's continue to wear our masks. And we'll see you again on Brown Liquor and Bad Ideas. Yeah, we are the people. We are the people.